How's it going, everyone? We want to take a minute to thank this episode's sponsor, Humans Were Here Records. We'd like to thank them not only for sponsoring this episode, but for doing this whole month-long takeover with us. Working with them behind the scenes has been such a wonderful experience. For this month's takeover, we've had the absolute honor of interviewing Fairview, One Life, TLB, and next week, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Tom Higginson. Humans Were Here has a lot in store for you over the next coming months, so make sure to keep a lookout for everything that they have going on. You can show your support for everything that they do by following them and their artists on their social media so you can have up-to-the-minute updates. You can also head to www.humanswerehere.com and pick up some amazing merch from shirts to vinyl. And we have it on good authority that some new things are coming to the store. Supporting labels like Humans Were Here is supporting up and coming artists. Labels like Humans Were Here are a next step in what can hopefully be a long career for artists on their musical journey. So thank you guys so much. Thank you to Humans We're Here Records. Let's go enjoy the show. Well, you know what time it is. It is Monday, which means it's a time for another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go podcast. And this month, we've been doing a Humans We're Here Records takeover for the podcast. So we've been uh, interviewing bands uh, strictly or entirely or exclusively from Humans for Here Records. So this has been a blast. I believe this is week uh, three. Week three now uh, with uh, bands from Humans for Here Records, and we got to sit down with TLB. Uh, these guys are these guys are pretty fun, and and uh, they're Darren very does- fun. We had Darren Varell on the show, Varel. and then his brother Eric, Eric Varell popped in. <laughs> A little ways through absolutely and, a surprise uh, little does... uh surprise entrant yeah. entrant yeah and surprise surprise entrance into the royal <sighs> podcast rumble yeah <laughs> let's get ready to re- no. <laughs> um let's yes get ready Darren, to podcast. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode. Where do all my friends go? Podcast about life in the music industry. Today, we have Darren Vorl on the show. Darren is a founding member of the band TLB. podcaster and artist darren welcome to the show man hey patrick hey bear thank you guys so much for having me this is so cool uh as we mentioned earlier when we were talking i've listened to a few episodes and uh really excited to be here so thank you well since you listened to a few episodes you know that i have some crazy antics i'd like to derail so Mm, just i'm ready for it nice (laughs) and for all those listening and watching Bear, bears, bears, going through some stuff. Oh, just yeah. hitting, I hit a wall, man. <laughs> but uh, he's got some allergies hitting him like a ton of bricks. But you know he's ready. He's ready to push. I'm ready. It. I I I stocked up on some vitamin C Welsh gummies. Um, I just drank the rest of my water, but I have a shit ton of tissue too. I'm ready to freaking make this happen. 
You got it. Your boy is dedicated. <laughs> Darren, TLB started in 2013. Since, since then, has released a slew of singles and two albums. So we're going to do a little variation of the game Kiss, Mary Kill here. So when looking back at your first album, I want you to pick a song that you love, one you'll play forever, and one you just have to get rid of. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, one will play forever is totally fucked for you. I know uh, that's for sure. We'll play forever. Um, and then I know my favorite is Cover Band. That's mm-hmm. my favorite uh, song. I think it encapsulates a lot of things I wanted to say at the time. And also a, I don't know, it's kind of one of those arrows straight through the heart. Absolutely. And one we can get rid of is probably, I can't wait till you get dead. Uh, Tom had a lot more of the writing credit on there. So sorry, Tom about that. <laughs> but um, you know, it's just one of those, it, it is pretty cool live to play that one. Um, but I could do without it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. I was listening. I was listening to like, preparing for the interview today i was listening through like that first album and stuff and i kind of just had that like last second idea of like you know what what if we made a weird question like this like the kiss mary kill game i thought that'd be fun i like it because it actually makes me think about the record a little bit that's really fun for me Mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's good bear <laughs> boy oh, normally bears the big talker today i so. know it's a problem this is a problem you know but I, I i gotta i gotta say you can't catch any allergies or anything like that through zoom right so i mean everybody's safe here it's there's a, it's a, a way good, you know oh yeah. is there apparently is there? You, you can catch crypto through zoom too mm. everything well, it's I'm, all digital now I'm good with that when the market is up. I don't mind catching crypto then, but yeah. I see what you did there. I like that. Everything's digital. Mm -hmm. So you can catch all the viruses. Your PC is going to get sick. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Wow. Wow, Bear. That was like a good dad joke. I like that. I'm I'm, I'm I'm shooting blanks today. I'm just... Let's well, you know, the thing about Bear, watching watching from episode to episode, like I did to, um, you know, kind of catch up on past episodes the one thing i like about your show is that bear seems to change his, his hair pretty often that's true the, so whether think- whether it's my hair on my head or on my beard it did there's usually something different yeah you keep it interesting for the audience I, and i like that <laughs> it's true well I, he I, does i like being noticed mm. that thank you you just mm, stop it <laughs> classic musician move classic (laughs) he actually shaved his beard off completely so at so funny enough is i don't i think once you get into a future episode you'll you'll see the fully shaved beard yeah Um, gotcha it'll be funny because it'll be like oh look he shaved it again (laughs) no (laughs) but yeah i told him um so when we're on so what festival i told him that he should uh shave it into a mustache yeah, and just keep like that mustache, mustache and long hair, you know, and you'd look like a cowboy. Oh, totally. And he didn't, he didn't like it. So he shaved oh, it all yeah, off. It I know it's weird when I shave like completely. I mean, that's how we came out of the womb. Right. But like, what's up with like, no. when, you know, we seem to age, uh, we just want like more hair on our face for some yeah. reason. You no, know? I still, so that's actually completely opposite for me. I came out entirely hairy. Oh, I came, I came out with a full head of hair and beard. Like gotcha. it just, my mom was just like, Oh, <laughs> Darren, I'm not good. I'm actually going to like 
go off the rails here for a second, just because I noticed that you're wearing a screeching weasel shirt. And I really, first off, I really dig that. And I just was curious, did you know that they just released a new song? Of course. Yes. Okay. I'm a big it's fan. So, it's so good. Uh, it's so good. The last record, uh, Freaks of Atavism, uh, right? Some Freaks of Atavism, I think is what it's called. Um, that record kicks so much ass. Um, I, that was the, one of the last shows I saw before the pandemic at the House of Blues in Chicago. And that show kicked ass. Um, huge fan of Ben Weasel and a huge fan of Screeching Weasel. I have been since uh, I started playing punk rock. So um, yeah, thanks for noticing. Yeah, I wear it Absolutely. often. It's not necessary. <laughs> you know, sometimes I get a little hate. I, I wore a Morrissey shirt out the other day and I was surprised oh. how much love I got on my Morrissey shirt. Cause you know, a lot of times these days, what's punk rock is wearing shirts of like artists that people, you know, uh, deem possibly not worthy anymore. And uh, Morrissey seems to be like that, that. Yeah, Morrissey fell from grace hard. That, that that seems to be the 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 status of him. Uh, but I love Morrissey, and I could give a shit what he says, um, as long as he's singing amazing songs. So uh, I loved wearing that shirt out the other day because sometimes you know you put it on and you think somebody's going to say something, you know. <laughs> but he, but here in Los Angeles, everybody, literally, even the guy that was sitting on the on the street that was asking for change goes. Hell yeah, Morrissey. And I was like, hell yeah, man. You know, hell like yeah. it was great. And I, I think in Los Angeles, he's Maz has like definitely more uh positivity behind yeah. him than in other though, places. How you can like you can put on a band tee and like <laughs> the decision like behind putting on a certain band tee is like, I'm choosing chaos today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like right. I'm choosing I, violence. That's when I put on my trapped shirt. No, oh. I do not well, have trapped. You know, and I mean, but. you know. It the world has just gotten weirder and weirder as I've uh, come through the ranks. But in 2011, I was at South by Southwest when the whole screeching weasel issue went down, and you know nobody knew really what to do, uh, what to say. You know there was no conversation about that kind of stuff. Uh, and um, yeah, so now that you know that time has passed, you you know be able to hear some of Ben Weasel's. Uh, thoughts on that and and i I just love that uh he's continuing on i love the music that they're making and i have no problem wearing the shirt uh i'm a big screeching weasel fan nice i i i actually got into screeching weasel which is going to be kind of funny i think for people listening but like i got into screeching weasel through blink 182 Hmm. Um, they covered uh that one uh um, yeah don't turn Uh, off the the lights was it the girl next door same record, but right, girl next door. Yep. Yep. And I, so that's, I was like, oh, this is great. And then I found out that Screeching Weasel did it. And I was like, well, shit, I really like Screeching Weasel. <laughs> yeah, I often, I often tell Tom about that. And like, you know, we have to continue making records because my favorite thing about Screeching Weasel is when I found, uh, you know, and discovered them, they had like, 13 albums like that i could just go and dig up and listen to because you know i got into them i don't know uh at whatever point they maybe 95 or something when they put out major label debut and so at that point you know there was just a lot of material to to comb through and i think that's the best thing about finding the new band is that oh holy shit like i should have been listening a long time ago these guys are great and they have all this you know material i'm going to be busy for the next year and a half listening to all of it yeah. absolutely especially like a lot of those older punk rock bands like screeching weasel the descendants things like that they just have so many albums mm-hmm. to go back and, and that's listen like to. that's that's kind of actually something that we've talked to you 
like a smidge about on the podcast is we've talked about uh, <clears throat> for up and coming bands and newer bands, what, what should we do? You know, what, how do you market yourselves? Uh, and right now Spotify is huge into like, I mean, marketing singles is the you know easiest or most uh, beneficial way of marketing. But I've also maintained strongly uh, the idea of releasing an EP first and then doing a single route because similar to what you're saying is uh you can release a single and have a lot of success with that single but when people want to listen to more of your music they have to wait now and that's really hard to keep that attention so even though we are trying to do a single uh you know marketing campaign every like let's say you release a single every three months or like once a quarter you're always doing something as a marketing campaign but what about those bands who are literally just starting out well my advice has always been release three songs four songs five songs as an ep throw it out on spotify and now you have a landing page now you have a way to get people to listen to you more and then you also have a stepping off point from like where you started to grow so now it's like we have even if you recorded seven songs only release the first five and the other two as singles you know and then just keep working that uh that direction because you're right there's this I remember discovering bands like, I mean, my favorite was like Matchbox 20, right? I remember discovering Matchbox 20 and going, oh, I love this song. And then realizing, oh my God, they have six albums already. Like fucking going all the way back and using that as that, like that landing page, that, that, uh, what is it? Repertoire, if you, if you will. I think that's really important for starting, uh, for bands starting off. Yeah, that's that, that's very well said. You know, Tom and I've been talking a lot too, just with the label and all that. Uh, and um, to your point, like if a TLB, for instance, just puts out one song, and you know you're trying to push like all the rest of the bands on the label and stuff like that. Well, the nice thing is there's like kind of a, a group that you can find out about right like there's one life and everything like that so if you're interested like that that's a cool thing about humans we're here is that you've got like all these cool artists and each one is unique and different but yet we're still a family and so there's more to like find through that so hopefully like the word of the word of mouth with humans we're here spreads that way you know like it's kind of you know tom and i talk about cult records and sort of what julian casablancas has done there and having like a really cool um uh uh, like a cool roster of bands you know and then that makes you want to check out the next one to check out the next yeah. one so that's one way of doing it through like the record label but yeah. if it was just tlb on our own to your point bear i think you know we would have to uh, thank god we had this first record we put it out as a full record right. but if you know there was just one song people would say that's cool but then you kind of forget about it you might put it on a playlist you know mm-hmm. yeah um so i agree with you 100 percent. i think that's the way people have kind of shifted from the singles era, you know, mm-hmm. now realizing I got to, I got to have more for my band. I have to have more for people to chew on. Yeah. It's all about finding that, that, that fine line that you can ride and that fits for your band. And that's, what's so hard is it's like, well, it's all about like what fits for you. It's like, I don't, I'd rather just have a cookie cutter formula. So that way I, can <laughs> I wish there was, it. but there isn't one. It, you literally have to figure out, uh, what's trending and what what's what is the general idea and then tailor that to what you are doing with your band and your music and develop that into your band's personality and i think that's it's like it's so vague and i hate giving people vague advice but you just it's, you just have to figure it out that's like the it's the worst thing because it's like i don't know your band 
right? I don't know how your band works. I don't know what your budget is. I don't know what you guys are looking to spend quarterly. I don't know what you're looking to, you know, uh, spend on your music video budget or are you, you know, are you DIYing this shit? Like what's, what's your gear look like? I don't know what your touring looks like. So it's like, unless I have all of this like info on a, on a huge Google spreadsheet, it's like, I don't know your band as well as you do. I can give you as much pointers and as much tips and as like much know-how quote unquote as like the industry works to the best of my ability. But at the end of the day, you have to take that and apply it to what works for you. Because if it doesn't work, then you got to do something else. And if it does work, keep going. That's I, I just, you ever like, just hit, like you ever just get those like vague answers, like from people, Pat, like you ever just be like, Hey, how does this work? Well, you just keep on going, man. You just keep working. And it'll, you'll hit it. Yeah. Well, yeah. F- fuck dude. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> right. Speaking though of, releases and and songs and stuff tlb you know you guys released your latest single left up and lonely in february do you have any upcoming new releases you're able to talk to us about yeah you know i i don't really care about uh like the secrecy thing or whatever uh you know (laughs) um i'm sure there's a little bit of cool mystery behind some of that stuff and maybe you know the the record label executives might come down on me uh but (laughs) at the same time i think why not tell people when you do so we have like a full third record written i don't know 25 to 30 songs uh, that we've been writing since we recorded the last one and we've recorded three songs already and two of them are out one was the christmas song the other one was effed up and lonely fucked up and lonely if we can say that on your podcast you you can swear uh it doesn't look that great on uh spotify's and stuff so when they put like the asterisk so that's why we did effed up but yeah fucked up and lonely um and then you know this next one is called i broke my back uh and so that one will be out uh, i believe the beginning of july um i'd have to check with caitlin and tom and all those guys but yeah i think beginning of july well you heard it here first folks or i don't know you heard it here at some point folks (laughs) yeah Well, yeah, well, that's thank, and thank you, humans guys, you were guys. Here, humans were here takeover of the where did all my friends go podcast exclusive it's about <laughs> right. time we had something exclusive <laughs> no. from humans. what were you saying Daryl? <laughs> oh i was just gonna say and i and i wanted to thank you guys i know you've uh been helpful with our music and putting it on your um the especially with the holiday uh comp that you actually pressed uh maybe yeah. you guys have you guys talked much about that i mean that was like a really cool undertaking to take all those bands to conglomerate them to put them in a you know a nice package like that i don't see that happening enough these days and uh so you know hats off to you guys for doing that thank you very much thank i you. i agree i miss the days of comps mm-hmm. you know um, you, I wish uh, more people. Well, I don't care if more people are doing dude, it. We want to bring it back. The biggest comp that was like the most influential to me was the Warp Tour compilation that they mm. they would release every summer before Warp Tour happened. Um, I don't yeah. remember if it was mailed to you or if you picked it up at your record shop or like whatever. It was. I don't remember how I would always get them, but it was the it was a compilation of all the bands that were on Warp Tour this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. and uh at least all the major bands um my well, my biggest major, like i don't know how to, the bands that were on like uh like battle of the bands winnings or right these kinds of things and like that's how i discovered um uh like go radio you know sure. media parade all this kind of stuff eric <clears throat> v entered the waiting room is that somebody i should be adding in uh, that's my eric? brother hmm, that's interesting eric? i didn't know if he oh. knew 
bring them in. Uh, but I mean, Darren, you're probably on the, around the same page as me. My, my biggest influence for this and for wanting to do comps was the hopelessly devoted to you comps. Oh, like, cool. Yeah. And like, um, I know that uh, Fat Records did that too. Lookout yep, Records the, did that back in the day. The fat uh, Records for fat people. Yeah. The third, the, <laughs> you guys, do you guys remember the 32nd? Um, that was my favorite where they had every band do 30 second songs. And it was like, you know, 30 bands in 30 seconds uh, or, no. or 30 minutes. Uh, it was awesome. It's called Fat Music. Uh, short music for fat people or something. I don't know one of those, but anyway, it's a comp with like one minute songs by everybody. And I loved it. It was my favorite thing ever. Like uh blink One Eight Two was on there. Mr. T experience screeching. We- I don't think screeching weasel was, um, but uh, anyway, a lot of great bands. So check that's that a, out. I don't know if it's on Spotify now or anything, Damn. but yeah. I mean, if it's not on Spotify, it's would probably be on YouTube. Eric, how's it going, man? What's up? <laughs> happy, uh, happy to have you join us. Yeah, thanks for letting me in. <laughs> right, I was close. I, you just I, sitting there I looking the like, power. "What's who's this guy?" Yeah, <laughs> I, we, we, I, I told them not to let you in, but they did. So you know, <laughs> thanks for raining on my parade. Right, do some fact checks here. Make sure oh, you're gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Well, then this will be actually a perfect question for you to uh, fact check and stuff. Then, so we've talked. So Darren, we've talked about your music since 2013, but your music career started much earlier than that. Uh, you're you were a member of the Carbonas, Backdrop, and the Scissors as well. Can you tell us a little bit about those earlier days in your punk rock journey? Yeah, for sure. Um, the Carbonus was really TLB when we were 18. That was the first band that I was ever in. And Tom was my drummer at that point too. So Tom from Humans Were Here, Tom from Plain White Tees, uh, he and I grew up together um, and he was the drummer of my band. And then he quit that band to join the Plain White Tees. Turns out a really stupid move by him. <laughs> and, um, you know, at that time we were kind of paralleling where like he was on the road all the time. And I joined a band, um, well, Around that time, before, well, for about two years, Eric and I were in the band Backdrop that you mentioned. Yeah. And so we we toured around with Pat's band. That's how we met Pat and um, One Life, those guys from One Life. And everybody was, it was very incestuous. I'm not sure if your guys' scene back home was like that, but everybody started to like talk to each other. And, you know, uh, all of a sudden, well, this band would break up. So then Eric joined in One Life. So Eric is actually in One Life. And, um, I ended up starting my own band called the scissors mm-hmm. and we went on and did, uh, we had a few lineup changes down the road, but we, we did stuff like played warp tour and toured, toured, um, not a ton, but toured enough to where we started getting a really good following. And then in around 2013, uh, my girlfriend who was in the band left. And so that pretty much ended that band. And then we started TLB pretty much the same day that that band broke up um, because I had written all those songs for TLB based on the breakup really of that band and my relationship sure. from the scissors. Yeah. So that's really it in a nutshell. Nice. And I, I correct me oh, if, I am, if I'm wrong, but I, and I saw that you did um, you release a new song with the scissors in about in like 2020. 
Oh yeah. So, you know, the rate, the way that that band ended, it was sort of not on my terms. I started that band and I wanted to finish it. So in 2019, um, I invited all the people who started it with me, um, which was really the people who ended up recording. It was just me and my drummer. Uh, so I played all the instruments and then he uh, drummed on it and we hadn't really performed together or done anything together in you know years so in 2019 i had these songs that i wanted to make a concept record about my father passing away and i wanted to kind of have it veiled in sort of like a as that band was in the beginning a sort of like a monster uh kind of scary way um and have it be more about the stages of grief and so that record was recorded by uh, Matt Allison, who recorded all of our earlier stuff, who you guys might know. He recorded like the Alkaline Trio stuff early, and he was really big in the um, uh, Chicago scene and really important in the Chicago scene of building it and, and growing it. And so he and I have been friends for a long time, and he decided to do it with me. We recorded it in Tom Higginson's studio at his house, and that was like the biggest like catharsis for me to do that band again and do it on my terms and then in 2020 we just released a uh sort of b-sides record through that and so i always look at the scissors as like we're never really done i can always do those songs when it's not something because tlb we know what it is right it's always going to be sure. like breakup songs uh <laughs> fun we're going to swear a lot and so if i have other songs i want to do i can always kind of release them through the scissors and uh so it's become that kind of a vessel for me hmm. nice now eric is everything he said accurate <laughs> i I think so. It's hard to keep track these days. <laughs> well, good. Good fact well, checking. Good. <laughs> good job. Let's pull up the Google Help. spreadsheet here to make sure that we have these verified. Right. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for asking about all that. It's fun to, uh, I haven't talked about this stuff in a while. So it's actually, this is amazing to kind of uh, think about those records and, and that time period of my life. Good. Yeah. I see. I love to like the way I kind of try to do interviews is I like talking about like what you're doing now. Um, but I'll, especially since this is your first time on our show, I, I want to start from the beginning a lot of times, you know, like let's, let's get, go all the way back there, you know? Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's fun. Uh, me too. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So along with being a musician, you're also an accomplished artist. Uh, not only do you create incredible pieces of art, but uh, I see that you also teach. Um, so your your first art teachers, uh, you stated on your website, were your mother and your and your grandmother. Can you tell us about how like your love for art started? Uh, absolutely, yeah. That has been something. You know that gift is just something that I always had. I always was artistic and I guess it came, you know, through the line with my mom and my grandmother, because my grandmother painted all her life. She was always the one t telling us, you know, don't choose art as a profession because you're never going to make any money at it. Um, and my mom kind of the same way, you know, she growing up, uh, she would be painting in the house all the time. And um, I took art classes and I loved it, right? I took photo classes uh, and we would develop our own film in junior high. And then, I, you know, I would always like, I would fail math. I, I failed, I, I tell people in college, I failed math three times and that's no joke. Like uh, I had to actually um, 
forge because I'm so good at graphic design and art. I forged my high school transcript so that I could get into a better like position in college, which turned out to backfire on me because I was like, wait, it was way too advanced for me, but it was like, you only have to take one class. If you are in college, if you can use your transcripts and you got like a B or better. And like, of course I got like a D. So I was trying to screw the system there, but it backfired on me. And um, so, yeah, like I was always really bad at math and uh, all those other things but i'd ace uh, art and um for so long i worked in advertising and i thought well that's a way to make money and still do art uh, but I, I i i hate advertising i i i um i hate that profession and i think it's a it's a terrible place to be um so i decided to get out of that and just do art uh, for the rest of my life. And that's what I've been doing for the last year and a half since the pandemic really did that for me when it was like, okay, uh, you have nothing else in your life anymore. You've lost it all. What are you going to do? And so that's where it led way to, um, teaching. And so somehow people are crazy enough to take these classes with me, but we have a lot of fun and it's a lot, it's a great way of connecting with, with folks who share these things, but don't have other people that they can talk to about it, which is kind of great about your podcast, right? Like, you know, I don't really get to talk about music a lot with uh, people. So it's great to be with you guys and, and to do that. And so that's kind of what our art classes are. Um, and it's been a way to pay my bills, uh, you know, for the most part, I'm definitely living leaner than I ever have. Uh, on art, but I feel like it's something that I'm good at, that I love to do. And after a recent health scare that I've had, um, I'm not going to live my life anymore doing anything that doesn't align with what I want to do. Um, I did that for too long. I always had the backup. I always had this or that. Um, so now it's art and that's what I love to do. And I love to do music and I don't see any other reason other than an empty bank account that I should switch to doing something else. <laughs> so I have a question for Eric. Eric, are you the older or younger brother? Uh, I am the oldest. Oldest. Okay. So uh, what's it like knowing that uh, Darren was your mother's favorite? Cause, <laughs> wow. No, because like I have one of those. Jeepers. You know what I mean? Like I have, I have a brother who's like really successful, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's like, oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> we're we're in the spot here we're in the same spot yeah oh, you, what you're the favorite are you saying you're the favorite no <laughs> oh you following oh, your, in your grandmother's footsteps and i was gonna say have you and eric been tape. talking uh off of camera because like you know <laughs> i'm sure he's probably like he's the favorite and you know grill him about this <laughs> no, i'm just i like to stir the pot in ways that is just really stupid You've seen the podcast, you know. <laughs> yeah, Eric probably right now. Eric probably right now is probably calling my mom. Wait, are you? Wait, hold is on. No. The what is which happening? one? Which one's the, Do you have another right. mother? Like, is there a middle child? No, we have two sisters though. Uh, my sister Jacqueline and my sister Lisa. Lisa's the oldest. Then Eric. Then me. Then my sister Jacqueline. Okay, so you guys are actually both like the the middle children. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh huh, oh, yeah. Right. So, we haven't seen each other in about a year in person in about a year and uh, a month or so, but he's the one who helped me move out to LA, which is where I currently am. He's in Chicago. I'm in LA. Okay. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that for a minute. How does that work on the band dynamic with you guys? Uh, you know, when I was 
younger, I used to think, and especially in the scissors, my old band that we talked about, I would always be like, you can never, you've got to be in the same spot. We have to practice every week, blah, blah, blah. Um, turns out that's totally bullshit. And that's like all this stuff that you just like, can't figure out when you're a younger band, right? Like just talking about bands and what they do. You really don't, especially these days, right? Of course, like, um, everything's voice memos when you're writing and stuff like that, but there is something to be said about being in the same room. So I did talk about Tom and I having like 30 songs or whatever that we've, uh, bounce back and forth but the next step is let's get in a room together you know like so we can do it pretty far away we're not like an actively touring band all the time um but even so we're four chord band like three three to four chord band i mean we don't need much practice uh i don't have to practice at all yeah (laughs) he does for one life one life's a little bit more uh intricate but for our tlb you know yeah yeah i mean uh, i you know for one life especially you know where's we talked to them uh, for the episode this 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 week and then uh yeah they're like that music that whales i'm excited to hear the new stuff yeah pat wanted me to let you know that he's got more than like 40 40 fans (laughs) (laughs) no he said more than 60 okay yeah more than 60 (laughs) that was such a like that was Wait. such a funny moment, though. Yeah, <laughs> made a cry manhood. I loved it. Oh my god! You gosh. know what? A little humility will teach him. He'll be good right. for him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. I remember Bear's like, "Well, man, when, when we used to play shows, uh, you know, I would be lucky to get get sixty people. That's actually really good. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm stoked if I get sixty people out to a show. Holy crap! Oh my god! It's totally. so it's so hard in Madison, dude. It's yeah. so fucking hard. So like, Madison, Wisconsin, did you say? Yeah. You know, that's uh, I'm pretty sure that's where Ben Weasel lives now. Oh, really? You oh. guys could play with Screeching Weasel, maybe. Shit, let's hit him up. Yeah. yeah so Bear is in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm way up north in Duluth, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you talking about Duluth. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Online yeah no, Madison, for some, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love playing Madison. And when it, when it turns up, it, like, when it shows up, it shows the fuck up. But, like, when when my old band would go on tour, we'd have no issue pulling anywhere from 100 to 250 per show outside of the state. And then we play a hometown show, no one gives a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, it, there's only like there was only two serious like bands in Madison, and that was Archers and a Brighter Skies. And now I'm no longer in the band. Uh, the band of Brighter Skies is no longer a band. So now there's just one. <laughs> like so, they're killing it. Is, they're, they're doing pretty well for themselves but like everything else is like cover bands or like local bands and local bands are great but like uh and i, and I like i'd love i still love going to watch some of these bands but they're not like taking it as a career you know mm. they're, they're having fun playing music which honestly i wish i did the same thing at this point uh but um like how do i put this there are bands out there that are playing because they can have fun playing music and that's really awesome. And then there are bands out there that are grinding and pushing hard because they want it to be a career. Both are great, but uh, there's a distinct difference between the two. And it was my band and then Archers who were the ones trying to make it a career. And now it's just Archers. And uh, they're doing great for themselves, but yeah, it's, it's just really hard to to get people to show up in Madison because of the amount of like um, 
bar, bar like nine to midnight cover band bar cover bands if that makes any sense like yeah they cover like 80s and 60s and 70s and yeah you know just like a little different in chicago when we were coming and playing you know because you'd have some of that but then you know the next block would have uh a, a big act playing and then the next block over here is another local you know showcase so it was like mm-hmm. just oversaturated so like yeah. a lot of things in chicago happened to be yeah holy shit let's not book it on riot fest weekend let's not book oh, it yeah. on you know <laughs> yeah. all this yeah. stuff and that, you know what that's i don't know if i want to say it's a newer uh but it's definitely within the last six seven years uh newer of a mindset is oversaturating your market that never used to be the idea it always used to be play as many shows as you could get on the road as quick as you can go 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 always play always be playing always be playing and then that worked for a long time and then now with more bands that are just popping up out of the woodwork people's attention span is so short that like if you play in Madison week one and then two weeks later you're back in Madison, nobody actually really cares. You have like you have to limit it because it's like if I want everyone who can to show up, I'm not gonna play another date in Madison for three months. Wow. I yeah, know. used to be don't play anything two weeks around uh your your show date. Yeah, yep. that's crazy. Now I see it in like, uh, like I actually had it in contracts, um, to help ensure, like the, uh, how do I say this? To help ensure the the people through the door, uh, we would have it in like booking contracts that like the bands that we were playing with, if they were serious, um, didn't have any concerts within a month of that date. Mm-hmm. It's like you cannot play within a month of that date, or else you can't be on the show. Otherwise, you know, they'd be like, hey, we're playing tomorrow at the whatever bar, you know, and then. Yeah, I can understand like that to a point. It's, it's like, well, to, what yeah, show to do you a choose point. to promote? So. Yeah. So, so that's and that's like that fine line, because it's like one, you don't want to alienate anybody because right. that's really that's the last thing that you want to you should be. That's the last thing you should be doing in a band is alienate anybody because, no, you're not that you're not that good. Sit the fuck down shut up you know like you're you're just it'll never be that good but on the other hand you're like i also need to make sure that i'm doing this right and smart and making sure it's an actual career step uh booking this show so like when a writer skies and archers would have that um that once in a once in a blue moon uh where we overlapped and we ended up playing the same show packed out shows every time every time because uh we both ran the bands the very similar way we wouldn't have shows three months before in madison in that date uh the bands on the bill wouldn't have a show one month in madison on that date and then everybody put like their resources and everything into promoting that one show and would always pop off every single time so okay, where is the bear book i need to buy the bear book of, of <laughs> you know being starting a band i mean i think this is good good advice for people 
I mean, like, I'll get right in that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you right. guys can sell it through your, your website. I've noticed you've sold some uh, some pretty kick-ass merch over there. Well, thank so you. So if I may plug your website, uh, you guys do have some cool shirts and stuff like that <laughs> thank for you. sale. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you could, I mean, you could, you could stand Feel free to plug me. away. <laughs> yeah, uh, plug it as much as you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Um, before we get moving on to our next segment here, uh, if you could give our listeners a piece of advice that you know now that you wish you had known when you f- had first started out, what would that be? And Eric, you better answer this too. Well, Eric, why don't you answer first? Fuck. No, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's just likes to sit there and look pretty, right? Um, <clears throat> he's doing a great job uh-huh. at that. For the sure. first thing that comes to mind um is to not worry so much about you know what we're talking about here which is the business side of things um everybody feels like they've got to um bear you were talking earlier about following trends and i think that that's the worst thing that you can do um i feel like that's the worst thing that any artist can do um i think you should learn how to build something and how to grow it, but not based on what's performing best on TikTok, not what's performing best on, you know, any kind of social media. Um, those are all tools. I always look at those as tools. Um, what you're creating as an artist is something very important and it should be fun. It should be something that says something. Uh, you should maybe reflect the times you're living in um, and make it cool. And that's how you as an artist are unique. Now, all the other stuff, you know, that those are tools to use to promote those things that you made. Um, but I think that's where you got to start. And I think a lot of people get lost in the things that we were talking about earlier, like the TikToks and the, you know, Spotify's and things like that are just great tools that we have at our fingertips. But first things first, like create something nobody's done before, you know, Tom and I went and see uh, at Coachella, the, the, the hundred gecks, I think they're called. It's like gecks, his favorite. Yeah. yeah. It's like his favorite band. And we're, and he, you know, whenever there's something cool, he's always like really like into it and tries to get me really into it. And I am really into them. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it was like something I had never seen before when I saw them play. And I thought, this is why they're popular because this is like something no one's ever seen before. Um, and it's interesting and it's cool. And now everything else comes with it, right? Like all of the followers, all of the excitement. I'm not saying that you don't have to have a good business model. Cause of course you do. But first things first, write a good song. Yeah. Right. You know, you know, that was, um, that was I, I watched this biography of uh, Johnny Resnick. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I will always never know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls uh, guy, Goo right? Dolls. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, where he uh, he was talking about. Hold on one second. Here. Oh, so while he's uh, talking to his kid, Eric, what do you think? What do you've got for a piece of advice? Oh shit! Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> well no i mean like i think like yeah what uh what i mean by that is um just like the the whole spirit of when you first put a guitar in your hand and you wanted to like write a song and how exciting that was and the energy that like and just what it felt like you came alive you know 
right. think as you got lost that and uh we lose that and like i think you try you start when you, when you start trying is when it starts going wrong and like i feel like it's in you and it's inevitable if you pick up a guitar or whatever and you play in a band or you want to play in a band like as long as you're serious about it uh it'll go as far as you want it to go if you if you like kind of like what you guys were talking about with the one life podcast you know it's like shit get off the pot it's like if you want this for your entire life that can come in many different forms it doesn't have to be famous absolutely with money uh, you could take, you don't, maybe you're not even the performer, you know? Um, but yeah, so I would say like, eh, don't, don't give a shit. And like, literally like, you know, just make a decision. Do you want to be a musician or do you just, you know, want to do it for fun? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, the cliff note says be original and don't give a shit. And don't give a shit. <laughs> and uh, that, that was one of my, uh, what I was going to say with the whole Johnny Resnick thing is like, uh, he, if, before he wrote Iris, you know, he had a couple other hits and he was being mm-hmm. hit. He was being hired to write songs for different, uh, you know, uh, production companies like Disney or, or DreamWorks, all these kinds of things. And he was, um, he ended up going, getting into a huge rut because all that he could think about was how do I write the next hit? How do I write the next hit? How do I keep, you know, writing the next most famous song or most popular song? And he was put himself under so much pressure uh, to write the next something so popular that he like fell into depression and he mm-hmm. just like ended up not being able to write anything. And then um, I can't remember what happened if he had like a family member uh, pass or, or what, whatever it was. But when he sat down and wrote Iris, which is arguably their most popular Goo Goo Dolls song, he wasn't writing it to write a hit. He was writing it because he he wanted to. He was just nope this isn't for anybody else this is for me and uh, you know uh, that ultimately became one of their most popular songs just because of how much raw emotion and intention was behind that song and um i think too often we get caught up in trying to do what's best and what's next that we forget eric's point just fuck it do it just yeah want to do it just do it yeah don't just do it because you want to do it don't worry about the what it's supposed to do if you want to do it just fucking do it yeah, I think that's the thing about TLB that's so great. Um, just to kind of wrap a bow around it. Um, very well said, Bear. And I believe that, you know, both records uh, are very much what we just talked about here because we had been in bands. Tom's been doing the Plain White Tees now for over 20 years. And uh, I had, you know, like we mentioned, a few bands before this and Eric as well. So when we came together, the songs were written, all of the songs on the first record were written um, with no thought at all. It was just emotions and what I was thinking about at the time. And I was going Mm -hmm. through a bad bad breakup. So I just wrote down what I was feeling. And it became that first record, which I think is like solidified as the best record I'll probably ever have been on because I also had two other guys that felt the exact same way. We just kind of found the right moment to converge and say, right, like, Let's be unique and be creative and fuck it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our next segment. Did you guys know that we have a playlist on Spotify for up and coming new bands? 
What we do, it's called the Unsigned Pop Punk Playlist. We update it bi-weekly for up-and-coming bands. There's 45 new tracks on there every other week. Go give it a follow on Spotify. Save it. Share it. We want to help you discover your favorite new band and also discover new bands in your area that you can go out and see for as little as $5 for a show. So give the playlist a follow on Spotify at Unsigned Pop Punk. It's as easy as that. And we're back with uh, Darren and Eric Vorl of TLB. Guys, once again, we want to thank you guys for being on the show. Well, and, and Eric of, of One Life. Of One Life. He is in One Life, too. And we just had Brothers. One Life on uh, last week. Uh, so this week, you, uh, currently. Well, last week. week. Yep. Last week. Yep. Well, <laughs> last, this last episode, it's the one before this one. So you just, you just when you're done with this one, just keep listening. It'll take you to the next one. And I heard of One Life. Yeah, you that too. What was that? I heard it was snowing when you guys were doing it too. Oh, yes, and it that it wasn't like in winter or anything. No, it, just it was just sucks a in random Duluth. snow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this next segment, uh, it, Darren, you might know this by listening to the last podcast, um, but this is called our obscure question segment. This is has nothing to do with like you know music industry shit. This has nothing to do with what you guys have done as a band. This is literally just. For fucking fun, because uh, why the hell not? <laughs> are you guys it. ready? Yeah. Okay, you guys are both have to answer these questions. Okay. All right, Pat, take the first one. Okay. If you could be the lead character in any movie, what movie would you choose? Holy shit, man! <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> only uh, there's only a few movies to pick from. Oh, yeah. right, exactly. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. I would be the guy in uh, the, I think it's not Fredo, not Alfredo. That's the older gentleman, but the kid who grows up in um, cinema Paradiso to become the most interesting, coolest guy of all time. I like it. Eric, Eric what do you got? Peggy uh, <laughs> Sue got married. What, was it Co- was it Costner in that or not Costner? Uh, what <laughs> was that Costner? It, no. it was I think it was freaking Nicolas Cage. Yeah, Nick, that's what I was thinking. Nicolas Cage. I was like, it wasn't Costner. I don't know. I'm not guy. You know, but if if it had to be, I guess I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, throwing you on the spot, that sounds good. You'd be Nicolas Cage. You could you could be worse, you know. See what like the with these obscure questions, especially like it's it's okay if there's really no thought. It's like I love the I love the concept of just answering the first thing that pops into your head. Especially the first thing that popped into my head with this one was. And I don't even remember the character's name for some reason, but it's 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 Harrison Ford's character in The Fugitive, where he's just like you switch the samples. <laughs> he, like, <laughs> he like barges in. <laughs> totally. <laughs> just, that's that's who I wanted to be in that. I mean, I'd be Tommy Lee Jones in the second one. Oh, I feel like you know that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh. outhouse, hen house. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't he be the like? Because he was in both of them. He was, but I think in the second one he was more of a primary role because Harrison oh, yeah. Ford wasn't in it. So it was like, okay, we got that- Tommy Lee Jones back at least. Because that one was with Wesley Snipes, right? No, right? Was it Wesley Snipes? Uh, wow, I can only one? remember Tommy Lee Jones. I don't, I don't think that was him. I can't. I don't know. Maybe I can't was, think of I'd it. Have to go, I'm still okay. I don't know. The first, <laughs> the first one. Like I like the second one, but the first one's where it's at. Like I love the. I mean, of I course. Yeah. I mean, my my immediate thought was Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. That That's was, a good one too. Is, 
I know, John- but isn't everybody's going to say that? Because Indiana Jones is so kick-ass. It's you know like, what? You know, I'd be but John Rhys-Davies' character in Indiana Jones. That was the first thing that popped into my head, though. That's, and that's right. what yeah. I went with. Ask. Bad dates, right, Bear? Yeah. Bad dates. Very dangerous. Yeah. You go first. <laughs> Eric has no clue. He doesn't watch movies ever, but, you know. Oh, man, you're missing out on so many good movies. <laughs> well, I mean, he did pull out Peggy Sue Got Married, you know, so. Yeah. There's, there's, that. there's some, yeah. some obscurity there. All right, next yeah. question. If you could only be in one band for the rest of your life, but the band had to sound exactly like Greta Van Fleet, what would you name the band? I've never heard Greta Van Fleet, so... Um, really? I mean, I like, you don't have I to don't, like I them. really don't know why you think that's such a shock. Because they're literally so fucking huge right now. I couldn't tell you what they sounded like either, they, my man. They sound like... Indie rock. No, that's what I got. they the sound like stripes. Led Zeppelin. Oh, you know what? I did see them on, like, Saturday Night Live. Like, I want to say, yeah. like, two years ago or they're like, like that. that. Ro- they're like that classic rock band. But they're yeah, they were wearing bell-bottoms, so that's how I yeah. kind of remember. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So, like, they have... So, 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 I'm sorry, your question one more time is, so like, it has to sound So, you can only be in like one that? band for the rest of your life, but it has to sound exactly like Greta Van Fleet. What would you name the band? Ah... Uh, uh, <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> Dude, I was just talking about her today. How about how like she like because I was talking about the movie Zorro because like yeah. Oh, Eric, that's a great one. That's Eric wouldn't one. know about that movie. He doesn't like know Banderas, oh. right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm just like how Catherine Zeta Jones ages like a fine wine. And you're like, I know hey, she's a vampire. Probably she's because gorgeous. Michael Douglas, like, you know, has some sort of voodoo spell about his, like, even his dad stayed alive to be like 102. So I feel like there's some sort of fountain of youth over there in the Douglas home. Oh, that's true. I, Catherine Zeta Jones is just a vampire. Just yeah. her and Jennifer Aniston. I mean, there's a few vampire, uh, Charlize Theron, vampire. Oh, Lord in heaven. Yeah. Vampires. <laughs> yeah. Vampires. Yeah. Vampire. Vampire. Yeah, I don't know. Eric, what, what would your band name be? <laughs> oh fuck! I mean, I'm just gonna go with Jesse White. Oh, I like that. That's very Chicago, Jesse White. All right, yeah, there you go. Uh, nice. <laughs> Jesse White's our Secretary of State. Uh, well, you used to be my Secretary of State. So yeah, nice, Eric. Would you, were you just at the DMV earlier? Uh, the DMV fucking thing I got on the table here. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we got one more obscure question here. If you had to choose one food, what is one food you could eat every day for the rest of your life? Bananas. Bananas? I love bananas more than anything in the world. Huh. I like it. Okay. I'm the kind of guy who likes juices and shit, too. So, like, Mm, you know, that might say a lot about Yeah, you could totally juice a banana. Well, you can't can't juice a banana, but (laughs) that's why it's my only, like, solid food of the day. I was say, if you if you can't tell, I would say Bear and me will probably pick like pizza and tacos. Tacos, <laughs> both, both both kick-ass foods. There's nothing. Yeah, wrong I was with thinking that. tacos because not only the like I was okay, thinking tacos. I was thinking tacos. I was thinking pizza. It was my first thought, but I was like, no, <laughs> no, there's only so much you can do with pizza. But with tacos, you can do so much, and they could be have you can literally make anything into a taco. You can have a cheese. That's true. Taco. That's true. You know what I mean, yeah. like, I mean like, you know, I don't like you can have a pizza Eric, taco if you want. What's your food? Uh fucking sausage. Sausage. Wait, right, fucking, Chicago, another Chicago fucking sausage answer. or just sausage? Yeah. Sausage. Sausage. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was, yeah. in Chica- I was in Chicago fucking last Monday. So that, yeah, sausage. What you were you doing sausage? out there? Uh, I was out in Chicago working. 
Uh, my, oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, oh. He was trying to get more than 60 fans for Pat. <laughs> he was, was out there I handing was, out flyers. I was, was one life street team. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There you, you were there for a street team. I, honestly, like it. he just needs the support. He didn't seem like he was doing too well. <laughs> uh, his band hasn't been going anywhere. Honestly, <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Just Pat, out Pat, I hope you listen to this episode. You fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> I told Pat today. I texted him. I said, "Hey, you know, it actually made me miss you guys more. It was nice to hear you. It actually sounded like a like you guys weren't hating." on each other because you guys grazed that topic but literally and i'm not joking about this this is a a real talk pat and ryan would leave stage the third song in multiple times because they'd be fighting on stage it was like the most (laughs) bizarre awkward shit that ever happened in our scene is that these two they were just known for hating each other and i can't believe like they were getting along so well yesterday it was our all that, I'm saying episode. is like the, you you said it earlier. You have to find that one thing that makes you unique. Yeah, and it's there. That it's, fight was. I still remember it to this day. There were, and that's why on you're stage. still a One Life fan. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know what else to tell you. One It'll Life, never, keep it up. Never forget <laughs> that. Just yeah. as long as y'all are like you know, is anybody? This is my biggest pet peeve. Anybody spilling any drink by any gear ever. Mm. I, like, yeah i had a beer fall in my mesa dual rectifier one time and i would that was sue. costly that was costly i would sue, I would sue, sue that person <laughs> yeah yeah you will pay me my money like uh, oh. i literally saw a dude like so drunk on stage uh, lo- uh local band uh just he was uh just just so drunk on stage he fell backwards knocking his cab and his amp over and spilling his beer that was on his cab and instead of like falling backwards, like if this is the cab and the amp, the beer's here. As it falls, this falls forward. So uh, it like stacks forward and like goes right on, right into the amp. Oh, uh, man. It gives me nightmares. Uh, yeah, it. I'm like, from that day, I was like, I don't want anybody drunk ever on, my, on the stage. You can, no. you can drink after. You're allowed to drink after, but not before. <laughs> yeah, try telling yourself that when you're, uh, you know, 22 playing in a band. It's it's oh, that's a uh, tough we thing were, to tell you. We were. Know, I literally it's was like, part if you of can't the punk it, rock journey, bear. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, no, not when I own all the gear. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh wait, you're too grown up. Stop it. I know. Stop I was growing like, up. I was yeah. like, you guys, and they were fine with it. Like, we're not. We were never really huge drinkers, but I was like. Please, you can drink all you want. I don't care. Just after the show, like after, because if you like, you are. Pay- I was like, you are paying for it if it breaks, and it's yeah. not cheap. <laughs> so the responsibility is totally up to you. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, no, not fun, especially when you're the person who owns all of the stuff. But thank God those days are over. We, you know, there's COVID. We've had two years off from spilling beers in our in our you know, know. equipment. We're good. No, I'm just worried about it. Like, you can't see it, but I have my huge, stu- my big studio. Desk yeah, I just, here. I'm like, no I just put mine <laughs> up in the front, you know? Like, you know, near the monitor because like yeah. on the side of it. On the you side know, of it. If it falls, it it goes off of the stage. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Somebody else will drink it in the crowd. They'll be happy. You got a free and beer that's out fine. of it. And that's fine. Yeah. All right. Okay, now we're going to move on to our final segment, which is a rapid-fire question segment. You're just going to speak from the heart. You're going to shoot from the hip. Whatever the first thing you think of, that's your answer. And you both are answering this again. Yes, both, yeah. First question, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Pepsi. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's going to be a fight. Uh, this is, this uh, is RC Cola. RC Cola, if we can Dude, choose that. RC Cola. So oh. you can, you know what? If if you think of something that's like on par, but okay. better, get it. I think oh, you guys know RC Cola then, oh, right? Yeah. I thought, maybe oh, yeah, I know RC Cola. Thing. Maybe it's a Midwest thing. So that's it's good. A, it's yeah. Midwest, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. All right. Mario or Luigi? Mario. Mario. I was going to say, if one of you said Luigi, I was like, (laughs) somebody. Yeah, brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have faith in you that that you got this. Because if you don't have this question, I have to do it. And I, I have faith in you. Are you able to sing us the Bagel Bites jingle? No. Fuck, no way. No, do you not remember? Do you remember Bagel Bites? I can do, I, I can do the one for the cat litter. Meow, 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 I can do that. Honestly, okay. worth you, it. Pat, you don't have that, to do it. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, do you have a jingle that you can sing? No, most? Pat, come on, go ahead. I want to hear Pat. I, okay. I got to hear it. I got to hear it. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Damn, that's true too, actually, isn't it? It is. When, yeah. If you put it on a bagel, it's now breakfast food. It's breakfast. So. Very good. I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> You're welcome. That's, well, uh, maybe we should do a that's, comp that's with a- like all of us jingles doing like, you know, jingles. That'd be good. We could do a new unsigned pop punk jingles comp. We could. Yeah, that's That'd great. Cool. E- well, either way, you guys figure it out and I'm there. I'm there for any of that. Yeah, the whole thing that. is if the guest well, doesn't know. So the... TLB is going to do the meow mix one. then. Yep. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, can't you just rip my audio from this? Yeah. Oh, out? you'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I already did the work, guys. Come on. Come on. <laughs> right like that. <laughs> okay, we got three left here. Okay. Gwen Stefani or Haley Williams? Gwen Stefani. I got to say Haley. Okay. Okay. I saw well, Haley with Billie Eilish at, at uh, Coachella. Yes. Yeah. She was kicking ass. She was kicking ass. I mean, let's be real. Gwen Stefani, Haley Williams. It doesn't matter. They're both incredible. No, so, shit. both incredible. You know, one uh, is just you know, Haley, I want, It's like Gwen Stefani is the Haley Williams of her generation, and vice versa. Right. True. And I mean, I, I want to see a Gwen Stefani like you know, knowing her that she know knew Bradley Noel and Sublime and sang with Bradley Noel. Like that's got my vote all the time. Right. That's true. That's true. Okay, two left. Hard shell or soft shell tacos? Hard shell. Shit, both. <laughs> both I, as one. Oh, like, like a taco cheesy bravo? gordita. That's what he's talking about right yeah, now. Yeah. No, it's a taco bravo. Taco, right? Double, a double decker taco. Double decker taco. taco, yep. Which I is, I think it's the exact same thing. That's just uh, the taco bravo is Taco John's version of a double decker. Oh, oh I yeah. see. Darren, I believe so. Darren doesn't even know no i don't but that's okay <laughs> i mean Last, you guys probably don't know the del taco version and i don't yeah, either yeah but, we you know. do i don't know the version oh, but know. i do know del taco yeah, yeah del taco do, out here i've never had it though it's true it's not that great it isn't uh, I taco think bell is, is way better yeah, yeah it's just yeah. bland and don't get me wrong taco bell is by no means like mexican food but like del taco is like is like like mm, i think chipotle is bland so like Bold statement. Right, tell bold. me where. Tell me where the flavor is aside from the guac. Let's see. Let's. It's a uh, bold move, Tom, Cotton. Let's see where it goes with it. Tom would be right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying I don't like it. 
And I've been, <laughs> I've actually been sponsored by Chipotle. It's just bland. Like it's like not like the most flavorful thing. Like if you uh, not- you're the classic like on the road, every band is like, we gotta get sponsored by Chipotle. We gotta get sponsored by Chipotle. <laughs> the difference because, is like that's like the cleanest living you could do on the road. The, the oh, difference yeah. is, Gosh, the, you're I like was healthy at that Chipotle. Point. Right. Like, yeah. That's the difference. They wish that they were sponsored. I was I, sponsored. Why wow, <laughs> you totally? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. That's actually amazing. It, I, it's why, literally. It's not hard. <laughs> why it's so bland is because they sell you the extra guacamole, and the guacamole is the flavor. Exactly. And and that it's the savor. It's the only thing that like, the, like genuinely adds like that that last step of flavor. Right. But it's three dollars and fifty cents right. extra. So I'm not so trying to why, pay that. That's why Qdoba, Qdoba. over Chipotle. Qdoba any day. Really, I, any I disagree. Day. I disagree. But that's uh, but okay. I, I, it's okay to be wrong. But I value fine. your opinion. But you're wrong as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, but I love Chipotle. But I mean, Qdoba's got free queso, yep. free guac. Free I mean, guac. and it okay. tastes basically the sauce is better too so like you have more options for uh like your salsa on top and it's 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 a little more it's a little more flavorful it's probably not as the reason why chipotle is so like so good is because it's all like really good ingredients right like Like, it's made really well yeah i love chipotle because of that and like i will still go to chipotle especially on tour because it's like i don't want to feel like absolute shit (laughs) throughout the rest of the tour but like the reason Qdoba is probably tastes better is because of all the shit that they have like in it. They, like, I mean, the MSG all the day, you know. Oof. Right. <laughs> okay. No more Chipotle. Last question: Some forty-one or yellow card? Some forty-one. Some forty-one. I agree. I love that metal. I, I love yeah. their little pop punk metal they do. Yeah, totally. And like you know, they were playing and killing it and being super original like we talked about but i guess both bands are right i mean yellow yeah got they were that, both like, definitely like uh innovators yeah they right. both paved the way for a different uh for a new generation of the music mm-hmm. that they uh made like they they set the foundation and a lot of bands uh worked the, off the shoulders of that foundation that's very true yeah and that goes with what we're talking about again to tie that bow again uh original bands and you know having staying power i think both band well both bands kind of play intermittently i think yellow card so yellow card is, is it, over with it's over no. but they'll probably yellow card's do. coming no, back to riot fest i was gonna right. say they're probably just oh. doing like the you know we're away but when somebody pays me enough we'll come back kind of thing which is smart um right. but some 41 is currently on tour like they were just at so what fest they've uh they've they've been back for a while yeah yeah and i think that's uh the other thing i was going to say about being original is that you can continue to be a band and you continue to make your art well after your time is over because um you're not a flash in the pan you know if you're following those trends it's going to be like, okay, I can't go back to MySpace days because nobody wants to hear that anymore. Maybe, maybe that'll come back around one day, but you I, know, yeah. <laughs> I miss you never know. <laughs> All right. So you guys did it. You made it through the podcast. Once again, thank you for being here. One thing that we didn't get to, and we want to give you a space to promote this is one, uh, Darren, you actually have a podcast with, uh, I'm going to see if I can pronounce his last name, right? Patrick McLintyre? Mc- McIntyre? Mc- McIntyre. Close. McIntyre. McIntyre. Yeah. 
Well, that makes so much more sense. It was so much easier to say. So you have a podcast with Patrick McIntyre called Remainders, uh, where you discuss movies, new and old. You recently did an episode with the movie uh, Drag Me to Hell, which is a personal favorite of Pat's. I actually knew that one. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Very underrated film. So, give, so uh, good. We're going to give you both the floor. Uh, tell us what you got going on in your lives. Tell us what you got going on with, uh, with TLB. Um, where you guys are at, how we can find you, and then talk a little bit about your show, and then we'll send you guys on your way. Eric, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Oh, uh, you go first. Okay. So the reason why we're here is because Humans Were Here is a kick-ass label, which I'm involved with, with our drummer, Tom Higginson. All these great bands, thank you guys for giving us the ability to speak about the label. Um, It's really great to meet both of you guys. And we have a lot coming with the label, a lot of new releases for One Life, Fairview, all of the, the people, Million Miler, that will be on this podcast if they haven't been already. But TLB is my band, which, in my opinion, is the best band on the label. (laughs) And we have two records out. One of them is called Blood and Sand, which is named after a drink that you can get down here at the Dresden here in Los Angeles. Um, And uh, it'll get you very drunk. And then (laughs) this is our first record, which is also on vinyl, Through Humans We're Here. And you can get this, um, you know, I think... It's, uh, I think you can get it as a bundle for both records. And then we're going to be putting out a third record. It's not fully done yet, but there is a new single that's coming out in July. It's called I Broke My Back. And other than that, what I do in my free time, uh, which is actually my job now. So my free time became my job. I'm an artist and you can go to my name, darrenvarell.com to check out any of the art that I do. Um, I'm going to be doing tomorrow a 50% off sale leading up to another 30 plus piece uh, uh showcase online showcase that i'll be doing in july as well so i've got that going on and then as you mentioned so kindly uh remainders podcast is something that is a labor of love that i do with my friend patrick mcintyre and we both used to work at a movie store called suncoast video oh that was like i our love first suncoast job. It was like our first job. It was our favorite job. And uh, he and I had kind of lost touch over time and then kind of got back together uh, around the pandemic a little bit before. And we decided, wouldn't it be cool if we could talk about movies the way that we did back in the movie store? Um, I know there's a million movie store uh, or a million movie podcasts, but uh, I think he and I have a rapport, just like you guys do, Patrick and and Bear, um, where you kind of can like make it interesting. Again, like why why are we different, right? So Pat and I have this uh, history of being able to talk films. He loves movies like RoboCop and I love movies like Cinema Paradiso. Um, We both kind of have our own taste and flavor and that's why we keep it fun, but we also keep some serious movies and then, you know, uh, some stuff that we're going to be exploring this time through is like Scorsese's cocaine films. Um, (laughs) You know, keep it kind of themed and and kind of fun. So, Well, um, if you're ever going to do a Star Wars uh, thing, you should probably have me on and I'm going to tell you why the the, the prequels are actually really, really good movies. Mm, that's a very, very bold statement. Are uh, you talking bold. about the the two thousands prequels? Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it. maybe I say if you could Pat, take the CGI Pat, out of that, maybe. Oh, shush up! <laughs> Keep the CGI. You do know Lucasfilm and like the whole like. Like LucasArts like basically created CGI, right? Of course, so, yes. So 
<laughs> screw <laughs> screw George Lucas for wanting to use his own technology. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, but he could have done it well. That's the problem. And I think, you know, <laughs> I love I love this. This is making me so happy. So it's not just me tearing him down. You could have done it well. I love it. Uh, love I mean, it. I'm not the guy who shits on Jar Jar Binks, though. I will tell you that I don't Either mind I. Jar Jar Binks. Okay, so we got that. No, I didn't hate I that. Think everyone, everyone knows the, uh, the flaws in both the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Everyone knows the flaws. It's about how you how you either accept it or look past those to actually see about see what the storytelling is. True. See, yeah. And if and, you go down to it and get the basics of it, he's really just telling everything that Akira Kurosawa did in Seven Samurai. It's like when you go down to the story, mm-hmm. go watch Seven Samurai. There is nothing watch. new under the sun. <laughs> no, right. But if you want to get at the story, that's age old. And uh, I'm pretty sure George Lucas uh, – was a big fan of film, just like we are, yeah. and was like, I'm going to borrow from the best, just like all of us do. Again, that's maybe the end of the, my story here is what I'll say is like, <laughs> as long as you know what the base of good is, what everything is, you know, the basics, you can become original on top of that. Just know the basics. Absolutely. Know your foundation. Yeah. So, Eric, sorry, I took a long time <laughs> spouting off about my shit. Go ahead. Peggy Sue oh. got married. Go ahead. No wonder why, like, I can't get a hold of you. I mean, you had like eight thousand things that you <laughs> tell. Her. Yeah, oh, this is the guy. only time I'll see you this year. So nice to see you. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> see you the holidays. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, basically, you can just uh, check out humans for here. I'm not actually promoting anything except for one life and um, TLB. I'm not really sure if I want to be in it anymore with Darren over there. <laughs> Also, nice. are we just going to uh, breeze over the fact that I've like Pat and I have been calling you uh, Voral and it's Varel? Yeah, I mean it's fine. But you you, know, I, wanna, you can call like, whatever. Yeah, most people do. I don't know. And how did you figure out the right pr- pronounce, pronunciation? You said it. You said it. Oh, you said okay. it. Yeah, you like, said and it. I was you like, just, <laughs> the funny thing is, is like. I didn't even know. Uh, like I like internalized it as you said it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" Well, I'm a jerk. I said it wrong the whole time. Yeah. But then I was watching Bear's face as you said as you said your last name, and he's like, <laughs> and like he just external, just like I'm gonna pull it <laughs> out. What's there's no internal. Okay, well check this out. You got how would you guys know? So let me try. Let me try this. Tarnowski Absolutely. and Pulley. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck you guys then for getting my name wrong. <laughs> if I can get your name right. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, t- Pat's last name is actually pretty easy. Like it looks complicated, but it's, it's just Tarnowski. Like the way you it would, is three so you, you sound completely it out. separate words, you know, Tarnowski. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and it's, it's again it's fine. The same, it's the same thing as a pulley. Like it's fine. When you're meeting somebody for the first time, how the hell are you supposed to know? Well, you know? I mean, if you're t- if you're talking about phonetical diction, right? If you're talking about like like the phonics let's talk about phonics right hooked on phonics i was hooked on phonics. you have you have vowel consonant vowel which technically means it should be vorel mm-hmm. okay well, well why didn't you so, think about that right what what's your excuse then what what took so long for you to uh, figure because, it out because there's also no like little like like dash thing so oh, he, you said you said vorel oh. and i said vorel well, now or, the best thing is that nobody's going to get it wrong. All the people who watch this are going to always say Absolutely. that damn Vorel, those damn Vorel brothers, and they'll know how to say it. No, you know, <laughs> <how> to say <laughs> it. yeah, <laughs> right. And the other one's very bright and does a lot of things. <laughs> and, it, and, 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 his mom's and there's favorite. one in one life. <laughs> yeah, and, and they fight one. each other on stage. <laughs> right. 
That's fun. I haven't laughed as much in a long time, you guys. Thanks. Well, thank you guys for being here. Once again, this has been another episode of the Where Did All My Friends Go podcast. And this month has been the Humans Were Here uh, Records Takeover. So this has been really fun for Pat and I to work with Humans Were Here Records. And one of those bands that they have on the roster is TLB. Make sure you guys check them out on uh, everywhere because if that's how internet works. Um, yeah, just go do that, guys. I mean, that is fair. It's, I, it's like if I have to sit here and tell them, like, go check out Spotify. Like, come on now, like, internet, yeah. use it. Kicksass.com has you're everything. kidding. Is that really it? TLBKicksass.com, yeah. yeah, love it. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. thanks guys so much for coming on this uh episode, and we will see you guys next week. Patrick Bear, thank you guys so much. Thanks, guys. <laughs>